Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Everyday Attraction. My name is Ray Zander here on Align Radio and Unity FM. We are a show that is dedicated to really delving into the particulars, the deliciousness, the details of what I'm calling advanced law of attraction. There is no secret, people. We just go deeper into the knowing of who we really are, remembering our ability to connect, to create, to actually be the source energy that creates worlds. But what we do on this show is we make it palpable. We make this information so easy, so knowable, so possible that you can really watch your life change before your eyes. It's a lot of fun to understand this non-physical universe and to move into the love space of our divinity, of our true nature. And of course, part of this connecting to the non-physical, part of becoming a, a blended being is remembering that we are the very stuff that we talk about as God, as source energy. But it is a relanguaging, it's a reconnecting to that broader sense, that broader knowing. And we do it oftentimes, we trip into it, but it is so much more fun to consciously connect to what you know as the divinity within you, to the inner being, the larger self. And what's so interesting when we connect to that larger self, the idea of singularity kind of goes away. We become more uh, a consciousness that has an, a perspective that is diverse, interesting, holistic, and truly, truly comes from the deepest energy of the vibration that we know is love. And of course, for me, one of my greatest teachers in knowing this, un, this non-physical energy has been Abraham. Now, Abraham, as many of you know, is a collective consciousness. It is the very source energy. It is the very wisdom that I speak about. And yet it is translated through this wonderful teacher by the name of Esther Hicks. And I love what Abraham is saying. And I don't really get tripped up by how it's happening, but I love to know more about how it's happening. So it used to be something where I was saying, what's going on here? And now I'm saying, I want to understand for myself more deeply how she does this and where she finds the ability to connect. And what is that? And I know, because they've told me, that we all have this direct connection. And if we decide to focus on it, we can truly, truly tap into infinite wisdom right here, right now. But what I'd like to do for today's show, because I have a wonderful guest that I'm going to introduce you to in a moment who has really honed and perfected this translation of divine energy. But before that, I, I want to talk a little bit about, I know some of the resistance still exists about how this is happening. And recently, 
I heard a little snippet from a workshop where a guy got in the chair and asked this to Esther Abraham, what's up with this channeling thing? And so I'm going to ask my producer, Christina, if she will push through just a clip from a recent Abraham workshop, and that will give us an opportunity to dive more deeply into what is going on with this channeling thing. Stay tuned. Thank you. If you would have told me that I'd be here five years ago, I would... It's totally impossible. You should hear the way Esther tells the story. (laughs) I totally agree with everything that you teach. And uh, it's really changing my life. And I don't know if this is a question or a comment. I just don't get the whole channeling thing. I just don't get it. I'm like, everything is tremendous, tremendous teaching. But when it comes to the channeling, I'm like, I, I get lost. Well, actually, it, it's a good thing that you don't in this sense. We don't want it to be something so unusual either. Because the fact is, everyone that, who you see around you is an extension of source energy. And everyone has access to this broader knowing. In fact, through the years, as our way of explaining who we are and who you are and how it all blends together has evolved, this analogy that we offer about this vortex, this vibrational place isn't even the right word, vibrational state of being, where if you tend to your vibration, then you enter the vortex and you become one with what's there. That's the best definition of channeling that anyone could ever give. A basketball player who learns his skill, who gets tuned in to the rhythm of who he really is, often describes being in the zone. And it's not so different from being in the vortex. In fact, some of his extraordinary abilities when he's really tuned in like that of being able to recognize his time and space of being able to judge the distance from where he is and the trajectory of the ball that he is throwing in other words all of that is because he is using more of his resources scientists have long said that humans use but a small percentage of their mental capacity even as they're probing brains and putting contraptions on them to measure activity and so you're really accurate when you acknowledge that everyone, the beasts of your planet are all doing it all of the time. In other words, they are not, they have not given up their awareness of their relationship with their source energy in order to please others. The domesticated ones tend to do it more. But for the most part, the beasts of your planet are tuned to that frequency. It's why you can see a flock of birds flying in formation in perfect, perfect rhythm with one another. It's because they are operating out of the one mind to which they are all vibrationally in sync and so Jerry and Esther have never liked the word channeling because it means all kinds of things that they are not doing we have been saying things that Esther finds words we offer blocks of thought and Esther receives the blocks of thought at an unconscious level 
and then finds the physical word equivalent but she could not do that if she were not in the vibrational vicinity of that which we are Okay, Esther, so where's Esther, Esther right now? Where is Esther? Esther describes it as, Esther describes her experience as knowing what Abraham knows. In other words, when, when, because of this environment, because of the expectation for the most part of those who are participating, because of the focus of your asking, you're summoning the energy collectively and individually in a stronger way than you ordinarily would. So it's queued up to be received. As Esther puts herself in a place of, of no distraction and complete allowing, her vibration raises so that she can hear and express the frequency. Sometimes people who are having an experience similar to what Esther is doing describe themselves as not being there, as, as going somewhere else, as being unconscious. Esther is not unconscious. She is aware of the words as they are being spoken. She has no sense of what we're going to say before we say it. There's no pre-planning. There are no notes. She, there is no script. It's all live, impromptu, in the moment, in response to what is being asked. Esther has some awareness following a seminar these days of what's been said and always when she listens back to a recording she recognizes it in fact sometimes when she puts her earphones on and listens back to the recording after the fact because Jerry and Esther do the editing for the various products that are offered Esther will tune right back into the frequency and know what's going to be said again right before it's said in other words she's tuning into the energy so there are many people, Jerry and Esther get letters, there are many people who do not accept that Esther is receiving from another point of view. Jerry perhaps knows it better than any because he knows what Esther's consciousness is, what her grasp of things is, what her spread of knowledge is. He knows the sequence of her words and the usage of her words. He's always impressed that Abraham utilizes Esther's vocabulary in a fuller way than Esther ever uses her vocabulary. <laughs> In other words, there are all kinds of differences. If a, if a physician were to wire Esther, they would find that everything about her physical apparatus is in sort of hyper mode. Her heart and breathing rhythm are in a much more relaxed mode than her mental, which is really unusual because usually they go together. In other words, she is in a state of allowing, but a state of heightened mental activity, which is a sort of anomaly uh, for, for physicians to see things like that. To be in a state of relaxation so much usually doesn't bring this much mental activity but you see it's not Esther's mental activity it's our mental activity that she is expressing for us so it really is not important to us or to Esther or to Jerry whether you are accepting this as a reality of an experience they do want people to benefit from the information that Esther is translating from our point of view we found Esther to be a supreme translator because she did not have opinions. She was not decided on all kinds of things. She is becoming more decided as she listens to us more and as she applies the, the things that she is learning from us to the details of her life. She is in a mental way coming to hold this knowledge. But still, there are always new things that are erupting in every gathering as a result of what those like you bring to the forum. Wow. <laughs> Odd that we went to so much trouble to get you in the hot seat. That's a very good conversation. We're always happy to have that.
You're listening to Align Radio, where we align with well-being. Welcome back. So that again was a wonderful clip from a recent Abraham workshop, Abraham Esther Hicks. I highly recommend all the listeners go and, and delve into these wonderful workshops. You can get more information about what they say at uh, www.abraham-hicks.com. Um, hours and hours of opportunity to engage what we see Esther doing, what we hear her doing. And I love the way that it was so kind of translated in an everyday way. I believe that this is a new technology. It's actually a very ancient technology, but we're calling it new because it's coming to us with such a momentum where we're all getting more and more fluid in our ability to tap into broader perspective, just as they were saying. There's nothing freaky or crazy or weird about this. This is just us becoming more up to speed with all that we have access to in the non-physical world. We have oftentimes not utilized our entire brain to actually feel what it's like to connect with this broader knowing. And science now is matching up with spirituality, and we're seeing a momentum that allows us to go beyond just our immediate senses. We are now going into a fuller, broader 3D sense (laughs) of our ability to connect with source energy. So I've been really interested in this, and for myself, wanting to deepen my own spiritual practice, have been learning some of these techniques about how to drop into that vortex, to get in the zone, as Esther Abraham said. And in my law of attraction way, I've attracted a wonderful teacher and now friend who has honed this ability to tap into source energy in such a beautiful way that I just enjoy talking to her and I wanted to, again, bring um, her abilities and her connectivity to the divine knowing uh, on today's show. So I want to welcome to the show Mary Beth Raposardo. Welcome, Mary Beth. Thanks for having me, Ray. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, good. I'm so glad that you were able to join us on Everyday Attraction. And I know that you heard some of the, the clip there from Esther Abraham. Um, any thoughts about what you're hearing and what you know about this process of, of, of blending, as they say? I have to say that that clip is just perfect. It is exactly uh, the way I would put it if I were being interviewed about it. And uh I wouldn't even say, the one piece that I might change is uh, instead of accessing uh, another perspective, I might just say uh, accessing broader perspective. In other words, accessing uh, more of who I am. And I guess that gets into that word blending, doesn't it? Uh, The more that we're connecting to uh, source all that is, uh, the more that we feel that expansion in our physical experience here. And it is just such an amazing thing. And uh, as was indicated, everybody can do this. It's just a matter of having the desire to do it and having the willingness uh, to allow uh, more to come through, allow uh, more love to come through is really what uh, we're asking for when we do this. I just love 
being at a, a time and a space here where we're just coming into this broader knowing and we're seeing that we are limited if we only connect into the outer world and not into the inner world of the non-physical. So I am so appreciative of your willingness and the excitement that you have about this process. So let's go ahead and sort of put a chapter point on and open up an opportunity for you to uh, do what you do in this blended sense to translate, if you will, uh, that which you are getting from broader knowing. And let's just have some fun here in uh in, in really exploring um, this opportunity. So whenever you're ready, uh, we are here. And we are here as well. Uh, we are absolutely thrilled to be here with each and every one of you on this call. And uh, we are always finding it a great pleasure to be interacting with you, Ray. And so uh, we are open to any questions that you may have or anything that you would like to discuss. And we would like to hand it over to you for what you would like to hear. I would like to explore first. Thank you. Thank you for being present with us. And I just love to explore the, the ease to which this process is available to all of us. Um, I'd like to explore why is it that perhaps we haven't been able to access this a little bit more fluidly. In other words, you know, there are channels and, tra- and translators that have come down through history. But is this a particular time where this energy and availability is going to become more, more available or is it, it something else going on? Uh, we would say that uh, there are many different versions of experience in this physical reality. And so uh, we would not put the word time on anything because, as you know, time does not really exist. Uh, There is really only the infinite now. However, we would say that uh, as our physical friends are moving into uh, better feeling places, into higher and higher vibrational spaces, they are beginning to attract those others who have stepped into this place where they are uh, connecting with Source more and more, where they are translating for for source, where they are accessing uh, source energy and putting words to it. And so uh, it will appear to them in their experience that there are more and more and more of those others who seem as though they are outside of themselves, separate from themselves, who are uh, choosing, uh, who are asking, who are having the desire and the willingness to bring more through. Because in truth, what they want is to remember who they really are. That is what they want. And in this physical experience, uh, when you come in, you know who you are. Uh, but uh, after a time of being around those others who have forgotten who they are, uh, our physical friends tend to forget who they are. And uh, and so uh, get into places of uh, learning things that are not the truth of who they are, get into fears and all kinds of lack and worry, etc. And so there are so many now who are, quote, on the leading edge, who have had enough of not living a life of joy, and they are uh, beginning to awaken. And again, we would not say this is a particular, quote, time, uh, that something is happening outside of them. They are choosing this. Wonderful. And yet at the same time, their inner being has always been calling them to remember. Uh Aha. 
it is both ancient and new. Absolutely, absolutely, yes. <laughs> well, we're going to take a quick break. You are listening to Everyday Attraction. My guest today is Mary Beth Raposardo, who is a sublime translator of Source Energy. So stay tuned. When we come back, more opportunities to remember who you are. We'll be right back. You're listening to Align Radio, where we align with your outrageous fortune. Oprah Winfrey says that Eric Butterworth's book, Discover the Power Within You, changed her perspective on life and religion. Maya Angelou quotes Emily Cady's Lessons in Truth as she recalls her own spiritual awakening. What do these books have in common? They are Unity Classics. Join Rev. Laura Beth Gilbreth, Minister of Unity Transformation, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic books. Each month, you'll be able to follow along and contribute your thoughts, questions, and ideas as we examine a different classic Unity book. From Charles and Myrtle Fillmore to Eric Butterworth, Emily Cady, and beyond, experience the foundational teachings of Unity. Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic books. Thursdays on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Hi, my name is Lynn Twist. I'm the author of The Soul of Money. If you're struggling right now with a financial crisis, I recommend going to www.unityfm and listening to our course about the soul of money and how to handle this in a way that brings out the deep spirituality that's available at this time. You know, a crisis is a terrible thing to waste. Join author Lynn Twist for the blessing of the financial crisis. You'll learn new techniques to use the current economic situation to redefine your relationship with money. It's available now for immediate download at unity.fm in the video download section. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyday Attraction. What we talk about on this show, again, is the non-physical world and what's going on as it relates to our physical world in how we interact day to day. And I have just one of my favorite guests on today. Uh, Mary Beth Raposardo is a wonderful teacher and mentor, but also just a passionate spiritual seeker who has honed her ability to connect into larger perspective. And when she's able to do that, as she's doing with us today on the show, she's able to Access information that I think you will agree is quite wonderful and quite enlightening for all of us. And I know that it connects us all in a way that is through that one mind. So welcome back. Um, we were, before the break, talking about this experience of, of expansion. Um, I really like the analogy of the athlete and the zone because it's not like the athlete goes into trance. It's like the athlete is still very much involved in their physical ability, 
And yet they're tapped into a broader knowing that is directing when the right exact moment is to move and slam and turn and change. And, you know, it, it is kind of this allowing and releasing. Uh, what is this relationship that we're exploring between uh, being prompted by the non-physical to move uh, in a broader way? What, what's going on? We would say to you that uh, when this one uh, is bringing us through, uh, it is the same thing. It is being in the zone, so to speak. In other words, uh, she has uh, been with us enough. She has brought us through enough that uh, if she needs to get up and uh, go open the back door to let her dog out while she is uh, bringing us through, while she is on a call like this, uh, she can do that, you see. She prefers to sit down with her eyes closed uh, because it gives her uh, what she feels is more focus. Uh, but at the same time, just like an athlete who is in that zone, uh, they are not sitting there uh, or, or running around the court, the basketball court, thinking, oh, I must put the ball here, oh, I must step over here, oh, I must do three steps here and dribble over here and block this person, etc., etc., etc. They are in the flow. They are flowing downstream, and one movement moves into another. We are wanting to say to you, this is what all of life is meant to be for you here while you are in this physical experience. One thing just flowing into another. Many of you talk about synchronicity, uh, where you think something and then something shows up, someone shows up, some something comes in the mail, and things just sort of click into place one thing after another. It is that zone feeling. It is that uh, synchronicity uh, where everything just seems to connect in a stream. And we are saying to you that this is how you intended to be in this physical experience and way, way, way beyond that. You intended to be awake while you were here and to know who you really are and to be in that connection with Source, to be in that oneness where you understand that all of you, even in your diversity, are of one mind. You are of the mind of Source. You are all connected. So when you understand all of that connection, when you get glimpses experientially of that connection, then you can really start uh, to digest the idea of one thing flowing into another from person to person uh, to event to event, you see, just like the basketball player on the court. The interesting thing that I find about this time of awakening is awakening to this broader perspective is that we still are in the place where we differentiate. In other words, there is a, an entity we call Esther and then there's an entity we call Abraham just for the sake of understanding it. And, and my, my inclination, my intuition tells me that that line will start to be more and more blurred. Um, as we heard from the earlier segment, um, Esther is now so attuned to this energy that it is becoming more and more who she is in her everyday world. And the need to differentiate doesn't maybe completely go away, but becomes a bit more unnecessary. Absolutely. Because it seems to me that we're, what I'm wanting is to be prompted by source when there is more opportunity in a situation in my everyday life that I am perhaps not seeing. Yeah. 
And because I'm not seeing it, I'm suffering at some level of contrast or some level that maybe perhaps is providing a benefit in the sense that I am launching new rockets of desire, as we say, getting more clear on what I want, but spending so much time in the contrast. So I'm spending so much time outside of this zone can begin to be very painful. So I want to be prompted by source yes. for that broader knowing. Yes, absolutely. And this is what you are all wanting, you see. And you need but ask. You need but ask. And we say to you here, the more you get into those habits of uh, shifting from those pinched off places into those better feeling places, the more you are uh, understanding, getting that feeling of what it is like to be in connection with source all of the time. And so you get to this place, so to speak, where you no longer want to be disconnected from source. You want to be in that greater knowing more and more and more of the time, and in fact, all of the time. And as we are saying these words, this one here is really feeling the absolute uh, bliss and vibrational energy of that, you see. Being in that place where you are connected so much of the time that you are this so-called blended being, which is a term that has been thrown around for uh, a long time in your physical experience. But now it is beginning to make sense uh, to many of our physical friends, you see, where you are not just uh, connecting to source energy and, and getting your inner leading, so to speak, from source, from God, from all that is, uh, but you are actually living from it. Uh, you are seeing that way. In other words, it's not some kind of, quote, voice outside of you uh, saying, all is well, uh, uh, speak nicely to this person. How about saying this to this person? Oh, go over here and do this and that. Uh, it, it is beyond that. It is a place where you are so connected to source, so in that expanded place with inner being that you, let us say, uh, crave that. That is where you want to be all of the time. And, of course, you slip back into uh, little bits of pinched offness. Uh, contrast may come up. But all that contrast uh, means to you now is just a simple reminder that, whoops, you've let your vibration slide a little bit and you'd like to get back into a better feeling place and get back into that connection with source, get back in the vortex where everything flows in the most beautiful way and where you are in a place of love and where you are sharing love with others. This is what you are wanting and this is where you want to be. This is what you are awakening to while you are still here in the physical not having to uh, to leave, to die, to croak before you experience that, you see. This is what you are going for. And so many are starting to awaken to this now, you see. What is so extraordinary about this awakening that you speak, like you said, have been, has been talked about for millennia. But what I think is so interesting is that the awakening is not, about separating from the physical, but becoming even more entrenched in the truth of the physical, the vibrational quality of the physical. I find that really fascinating because I know in times past, it's 
been about, you know, meditation and coming away and moving into just the, the non-physical and mental. But what I find in my own spiritual practice is that when I connect with this broader source, this broader knowing, the physical universe becomes so much more vibrant in its color, its texture, its taste. What is happening there? Well, uh, you are beginning to see through the eyes of source and uh, uh, you are stepping into a new world, so to speak. And in this physical experience, we could say to you, there are many infinite versions of, of your world, of your reality, of your experience, uh, and we could get into quantum physics. But without going there, let us just say, on another level, so to speak, and again, uh, we are looking for words here that are uh, the best we can find. Words are so small to describe what we are wanting to say to you. Uh, but you are stepping into a new level of reality where, uh, yes, you are still here in this physical body, but you are understanding the body is not really who you are at all. And what happens is uh, you do begin to see uh, more brilliant color, more brilliant light. Everyone that you see uh, the, the physical body that can suffer pain and loss and lack and all of that uh, sort of mm, starts to step into the background of your experience and you, you begin to see uh, this uh, radiant light in all those other physical friends about you, in the trees, in the flowers. And we are not just talking about that word aura here, which, uh, of course, has been bandied about in your experience for years and years and years. It is way, 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 way beyond that. It is the light of who they really are. And you are seeing through uh, new eyes of perception. Again, you are seeing through the eyes of source. And yet... You are still in the physical, and so uh, what you are doing then is um, uh, you are sort of blending your experience, uh, being in this physical, and yet knowing that you are so much more and that everyone around you is connected to you and so much more than you are really yet understanding, but you are getting glimpses, you see. And so you are loving this experience of being in the physical. You uh, are loving everyone who comes into your experience, uh, whether they come into it in a way that you can touch them or whether it is on the phone or uh, they are across the sea and you you talk to them on the computer. Uh, Whatever it is, uh, everyone in your physical reality, uh, known to you or not known to you, is a part of you and you are one in source. You are one in God. And that really uh, doesn't mean a whole lot to to many and most of our physical friends until uh, you do begin to step into this new way of seeing and seeing this light. But nevertheless, it is still about loving yourself, loving your experience, and loving those others who seem to be outside of you and separate from you. Mm. still about the love. And uh, and so as you move into that place of love more and more uh, and accepting others uh, as exactly uh, where they are uh, and, and, and not judging in any way, uh, but just loving them and uh, in loving yourself, uh, your experience is going to expand and expand and expand really way beyond words. 
so enjoying this conversation. Thank you. One question that comes to my mind too, and or maybe it's just an observation of of understanding this law of attraction business a bit more clearly. It seemed as if you know, for many of us who have come into understanding law of attraction, our first response was, "Oh, this is a way to manipulate the physical so I can get what I want." Yes. And and that's kind of what happens is you trip into you know the 101 or the beginning of law of attraction and and oftentimes that comes from a place of feeling out of control or not being able to you know but but as we go deeper into this and of course it pulls you down through all kinds of wonderful rabbit holes of understanding that you had no intention of knowing yes. um it feels to me now as if it's really not about manipulating the physical world but allowing the physical world to surprise and delight. Yes. Can you tell us more about that? Well, again, uh, as you stand in that place of uh, being in love with yourself, so to speak, and this is where we get back to that word of putting yourself first. Originally, it used to be uh, be selfish. Uh, we say now centered in self, uh, centered in source. Uh, as As you... Uh, pay attention to your vibration and understand that the way you are feeling is the most important thing that you can pay attention to. As you are understanding that more and more, you step into the light of who you are so much more and you are feeling in that you are feeling so good that you don't need to have this idea of manipulating anything. Uh, you understand that it all comes to you and you also understand that the stuff is not really what you want. Now, as you have heard through uh, Esther many times, uh, the stuff, the idea of having the new house, the car, the healthier body, the loving relationship and all of that, the stuff gives you uh, sort of, uh, gives you a little uh, idea uh, of moving you forward so that you can get into these better feeling places. But it is the good feeling that you are wanting. That makes sense. We're going to take another break. You're listening to Everyday Attraction on AlignRadio.com and Unity.fm. Uh, stay with us. We'll be back right after the break. You're listening to Align Radio, where we align with well-being. If you've ever wondered how a specific Bible verse might be interpreted metaphysically, then Interpret This is for you. In Interpret This, Unity Minister Rev. Ed Townley answers your questions about the Bible and how to apply its verses to your life with passion, depth, and spiritual insight. To submit a question or to enjoy any of his numerous metaphysical interpretations, visit unity.org and click on the Interpret This box. The Unity message is universal, uniting, empowering, and transformational. Carrying this message to the world with the power of music and song are scores of singers and songwriters who dedicate their extraordinary gifts to helping heal the world and spread the message of unity and oneness. These are the messengers of unity. We salute the messengers of unity. The voices of the one voice of all humanity Heroes with weapons of melody 
one song at a time. Tune in to Pazapalooza, music that matters, with host Richard McDesey to hear the music and the artists who are changing the world, one song at a time. Fridays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Whether you love the Bible or hate it, turn to it daily or refuse to have it in your house, The Bible Alive, Exploring Your Spiritual Roadmap is a program designed just for you. Here on Unity FM, Unity Minister Rev. Ed Townley presents the Bible as a practical, powerful spiritual roadmap full of wisdom and guidance for the challenges of life today. A roadmap for your spiritual journey. Isn't that just what you are seeking? Join us every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Central Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, for The Bible Alive, exploring your spiritual roadmap with Rev. Ed Townley, only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Good parenting doesn't happen by default. It is intentional. It is a decision about who you will be and what you will do in your family life. Join your hosts, Reverend Jennifer and Ogan Holder, each week for Unity Family Matters. Experience the light side of parenting, realizing your divine identity while raising your children to know they are the light of God. Gain insights based on Unity principles, talk with today's prominent experts in spiritual parenting, and address your questions and comments from spiritual perspectives. Unity Family Matters, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyday Attraction. My name is Ray Zander and your host for this hour as we go diving deeper, deeper, deeper into the wonderful law of attraction, the teachings of Abraham, but really the, the metaphysical stuff that we so want to know as we dance between this physical and this non-physical world. And my guest for the hour has been Mary Beth Reposardo, who is just a wonderful teacher of this ability to channel in, to tune in, to, tr- to really translate from a broader perspective and she has been lending her gift to us this hour. Um, Mary Beth is also a a teacher and she does do one-on-one sessions with folks who would like to get a broader perspective. We're here. We're here for each other. We are in this together, as they say. So if what you heard today feels good and you'd like an opportunity to connect with Mary Beth one-on-one, here is her email address. It is M-B-L-R, that's M as in Mary, B as in boy, L as in Larry, R as in Robert, M-B-L-R at Verizon.net, and she'll be happy to uh, communicate with you. So let's just enter back into this delicious zone that we were in uh, before the break and uh, welcome you back. I'd, I'd like to take our conversation in this last segment of the show into a sort of another area. I see and observe that a tremendous amount of suffering on the human quote unquote level is this belief in 
death and the ending of things. And we suffer so when loved ones and pets and uh, people transition and we just have this great longing and missing. And I know in my own experience, it's a, it's a suffering that constantly revisits us. Is part of this awakening, is part of this opportunity to blend an opportunity to let go of some of those misguided understandings about what ends and what begins. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. You've really uh, spoken uh, the truth here because it is about understanding that you in this physical have no beginning and no end. You are infinite and eternal. You are part of source. And create it just as source is. You are part of that, you see. And so you really do not die. You think you do. You really do not suffer. You think you do. You really do not have lack of any kind, be it health or money. You think you do. You come into this physical experience uh, intending for it to be uh, uh, an interesting, fun adventure. And then, uh, little bit by little bit, you are around those others who have forgotten who they are, who have forgotten that they are joy and love and that they are infinite and eternal. And they think they are in these separate bodies, you see. This is the experience you've chosen to have, to be in these separate bodies and where you touch one another and feel one another. But we promise you who you really are is so much bigger and greater and so far beyond this little speck of this experience that when you begin to understand it, you will rejoice when someone lays down their body, so to speak, and leaves this physical experience. They are not dying. They are stepping back into the light of who they are, the all that is. And so we are understanding your attachments to uh, your loved ones and your pets. And we are understanding uh, the sorrow that you are feeling when they are leaving. But if you can wrap your mind around the idea that all of this physical experience, though we want you to love it, it is not the real the realness, the reality of who you really are. And so if you can hold both those things at once, to love one another and yet to see one another as far more than this physical experience, uh, even though you may not get it intellectually in your head, you will begin to have an experience of this sense of oneness. And so when a physical friend dies, you are going to be more and more of you, more and more of the time, as you choose this, you're always a choice, as you are choosing to feel the light, when someone leaves, you will be stepping into more rejoicing. You will get to this place where you are going to feel this expanded opening of your heart, so to speak, when someone passes. And you will have better communication with them than ever you had in this physical experience. Now, there it is right there. That's what we're wanting. Because I know that if we had some palpable communication yes. that we could all verify that wasn't just our grief talking or something of that nature, yes. if we could 
have that, I know that for myself, that provides such relief in my ability to move into that rejoicing space because I have, for whatever reason, confirmation that um, this is real, that it is yeah. tangible. Yeah. And um, one of my favorite examples of this recently is my father-in-law made his transition about a year ago and um, he died on 4-4. And so fours were something, and it just happened to be that four was his favorite number, but we'll go into that later. But four, so I, I began wanting this connection, knowing that he was okay. Isn't that crazy? Of course he's okay. <laughs> but wanting confirmation that, that there was still communication and connection. Um, of course there was sadness around missing his physical, and I don't quite know how to get over that part. Mm-hmm. But the fours were everywhere on the license plates, on my ticket at the restaurant. My my meal was four forty four, or you know, it was everywhere, and it was such a rejoicing, and yeah. we enjoyed that. Is that yes. such humor? So so wonderful, you see, and you will have more and more and more of those experiences, especially as you uh, begin to have. Uh, more love while they are here in this physical experience, although you can have whatever experience you want with them uh, when they are gone. But you will start believing in it more, let us say, when you begin to understand that uh, while they are here, uh, that they cannot be sick and die. In other words, if you and your physical friends together start to step into this place where you are knowing that any idea of sickness and lack and death is something that you have invested your belief in and is not true and is not real, the more that you can do that, the more that you could go to a funeral every day and just feel absolute bliss. It is, it is again, something beyond words. But you can uh, walk into a funeral uh, of a loved one and uh, where, where many around you are crying and just miserable, you see. And you can stand there and shine your light. Not in the sense of, oh, look at me. I'm feeling good and you're not. Come on, wake up, feel good. No, not indeed, indeed that way at all. In the sense of, I know that this is all about love. And this is who I am. And this is who has passed This is what this person is about. And all of you in this room, you are all about love. And we are all connected in this love. And so uh, you shine your love on them. You share it with them. And you, uh, in, in so doing, you see, you could call this your, quote, purpose in a sense. Not that you have this big purpose that you have to have here. Uh, but uh, you want to feel that love, share that love. You want to feel it within yourself and, quote, bless others with it, so to speak. And so uh, you could make a, uh, a career out of doing something like that. We are joking with you here, but you could. And just feel bliss every single day, standing in the knowing that there is no death. And uh, uh, so... Uh, we perhaps have gone down a, a, a an interesting road here. So what more would you like to say about this or ask about this? Well, it sounds like, and what I, I'm understanding is that it is a practice. Yes. In other words, you can't necessarily um, be able to feel this 
when someone transitions that's important to you if you haven't experienced it when there wasn't trauma. <laughs> you know, oftentimes, exactly. yes, we wait until we're sick yes. <laughs> to think yes. about wellness. <laughs> yes, we wait until we have no money <laughs> until we ask someone for help. With paying the bills, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, indeed. Yes. But as, absolutely, as you are putting, putting it into practice, that feeling good and connecting with that greater you, source, all that is, is your main work, so to speak, your joyful work. As you are doing that, yes, that is indeed what helps you step into this place where you can actually rejoice when someone is leaving this physical experience. Yes, indeed. And that to me feels like what's the practical part of spirituality is that it not only sets you up to have a really wonderful life experience, it also helps curtail what the most drastic suffering, quote unquote, that we can experience on the physical plane. And it's just such a win-win. But I do know that it is choosing to be internally focused, internally motivated, internally. And what I mean by that is motivated to look inside to the broader knowing um, because otherwise the world of effects, as you know, can just be so distracting. And, oh, yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and that sigh was the best part of it. Absolutely, <laughs> indeed. And And what we were saying when we began this call is, uh, those of you who are choosing more and more to pay attention to where your thoughts are going and to how you are feeling, uh, you are getting to this place where enough already with the not feeling good. And so uh, you begin to understand that all of the not feel good, all of the sense of devastation and lack and fear, fear of death and worry and anxiety, all of that stuff is not the truth of who you are. So as we were saying earlier, uh, when you make it a practice to begin hmm, noticing, ooh, I'm starting to go down a hole there. Ooh, I'm not feeling so good right now. Do I want to go there? Well, maybe I'll feel it for 10 minutes or an hour. Maybe I'll, quote, enjoy being in that place because it's older and familiar. But hmm, I'm really knowing that that doesn't serve me because that's not who I really am. And so if I want to bring into my reality better experiences, I really am knowing by now that it is uh, really going to serve me much, much more to keep looking for what feels good, uh, what can I appreciate, uh, what can I let go of, uh, what can I uh, see as nothing, you see, and how can I step into that light more and more. That is a perfect place to end our show for this hour. And again, I just want to thank you, Mary Beth, for just having the tenacity to say yes to this honing of this broader perspective. It just serves so many of us. And again, if you have connected to what Mary Beth has said this hour and you'd like to perhaps have a one-on-one session with her and maybe share uh, some some more personal uh, situations in your life that you're wanting more clarity and more perspective on, I just encourage you to connect with her. Again, her email is mblr at verizon.net, or you can also email me at everydayattraction at gmail.com, and I'll be happy to connect you. 
Thank you again, Mary Beth. And as always, we just are so overwhelmed with appreciation and we wish you well and look forward to our next time together. Welcome to the Law of Attraction card reading. Today's card tells us, My financial success does not require hard work. If you believe that you must work hard in order to deserve the money that comes to you, then money cannot come to you unless you do work hard. Financial success or any other kind of success does not require hard work. It does require alignment of thought. You simply cannot offer negative thought about things that you desire and then make up for it with action or hard work. When you learn to direct your own thoughts, you will discover the true leverage of energy alignment. Your financial success does not require hard work. This is Charcel reminding you that like attracts like and that today is sunny with possibilities, even if it's raining. (laughs) Bye-bye. You're listening to Align Radio, where we align with your outrageous fortune. Wondering what's happening at Unity Village? Join Dean Ted Collins and guests each Monday at 2 p.m. Central Time as he hosts Village Events and Voices from Unity Village. Stay connected with Unity Village and get news on retreats, special events, newly published authors, and various ways you or your center can be part of the many exciting opportunities Unity Village has to offer. Tune in to catch live interviews of Unity speakers, authors, and newsmakers. It's Village Events and Voices with host Ted Collins, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you searching for some levity and humor on your spiritual path? Then come join us for Unity Happy Hour with your hosts, Ogan and Jim. Each week, these ministerial students from Unity Institute and Seminary have spirited, humorous, and somewhat irreverent discussions about current events, family, culture, and really anything under the sun, set against a backdrop of spirituality and personal growth. So bring your authentic self and join us on Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Things may happen around you, things may happen to you, but the only things that really count are the things that happen in you. This meditative moment from Rev. Eric Butterworth is brought to you by Unity. Unity. 